0: Chapter 5 of Remodeled Farmhouses by Mary H. Northand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. Chapter 5 Green Meadows. The architect of today has an advantage over the master builder of long ago in that he is able to grasp all ideas that were introduced into the old house and can restore it without losing the spirit of the original in either the exterior or interior the wings and ells which were added by succeeding tenants often bear little relation to the main building and must either be torn down or harmonized in some way To preserve the unity of the completed design the general plan of the house and the arrangement of the rooms should be carefully observed before the house owner and architect undertake the task of remodeling too many houses are disappointing because a study has not been made of the different types and periods of old houses and the result is a mixture neither one thing nor the other old colonial houses were always built on the rectangular plan as this provided the greatest amount of enclosed space with the least expenditure of labor and material they were also constructed about an axis and it is essential for the remodeler to determine what that axis is before making any alterations in the earliest days the chimney was the center of the building and dominated the plan the various rooms opened around it so that as many of them as possible could have a fireplace from the one chimney it was consequently a huge affair and occupied about three-fourths as much space as one of the rooms in the first plans there were usually but two rooms a kitchen on one side and a parlor on the other later a room was built in the back for the kitchen and a third opening made in the chimney the narrow stairs were built in at the front to fit into the chimney space and generally ascended with two landings and turns at right angles as A late development about the time of the revolution four equally large rooms were needed and this one chimney was divided into two and placed on either side of the center of the house so that in each of the main rooms there was a fireplace opening front or back from one of the two chimneys this arrangement altered the position of the stairs And stairs and hall became the central axis of the house the proportion of the space allotted to them however remained about the same as when the chimney had occupied the center this accounts for the wide colonial halls which are such a charming feature of old houses the stairs were built along one side the length of the hall often a perfectly straight flight without turn or landing and the hall was frequently cut clear through to a door in the back which formed a rear exit to the garden the georgian houses at the end of the eighteenth century were commonly built on this plan there was one other distinct type in which the fireplaces in the four corner rooms Were in the outer walls, and four separate chimneys were built. The central hall and staircase retained their same dominant proportions, but a second cross hall was sometimes built, dividing the house from end to end. To all of these types, additions were frequently made as the family increased or new owners took possession the extra space was not acquired by enlarging the main building but by adding an l in the back at right angles to the original structure or a wing at the side parallel with it these additions were attached to the house by their smallest dimension as that obstructed the least amount of light they were smaller than the main part many were but one story in height and those that were two had a lower stud so that the original building would remain the important feature in the whole after examining the old house from this point of view consider the new uses to which it will be put and determine what changes will have to be made sketch the entire plan out before commencing an alteration, and then endeavor to see if the proposed remodeling is practical from a structural point of view, and if it harmonizes with the original spirit of the old building. Mark out in each room the position of windows, and decide where new ones may have to be cut in the rearranged interiors study the fireplaces and find out whether the proposed removal of a partition wall will throw them out of balance in the rooms and what you can do to counteract it pay particular attention to closet room for in the old days it was given too little consideration for modern requirements draw rough plans and put your ideas regarding every possibility down on paper. It is surprising how many new suggestions will occur as each scheme is worked out, and there is a fascination in seeing how much can be fitted into a given space. After the work is begun, unforeseen conditions will crop up and necessitate changes in the project, as well as disclose new opportunities, but a greater part of the planning can be done beforehand. A roomy old New England farmhouse near Hamilton was recognized by Mr. George Burroughs as a fertile subject for development into a beautiful country home. It was situated in the heart of rolling country and surrounded by wide stretches of grassland, from which the estate was named green meadows the original house separated from the highway by an old wall of field stone and an elm shaded dooryard was built in 1786 and it is curious to note that no deed was ever recorded it was the usual type of farmhouse constructed about a central chimney two and a half stories in height with an unbroken roof line subsequent owners had added wings at each side instead of the more customary l at the rear one of these wings is of brick which indicates that it was probably not built before the middle of the last century but although the two building materials seem incongruous in the one house vines have so overgrown this wing that the red glimpsed through them and contrasting with the white walls of the house is very attractive the only important alterations in the exterior appearance of the house were in the addition of the long veranda across the rear and the alteration of the frame wing at the right the old structure was found to be in too dilapidated a condition to restore, but it was reproduced in all its exterior details, and joined to the end of a new wing attached to the house, and a trifle broader than the old. Two hip-roofed dormers add to the space in the second floor, and permit the construction of attractive servants' quarters. The frame of the entrance door in the center of the front facade is a particularly happy example of the simple Georgian style used in the better class of farmhouses of that day. Its flat pilasters and well-proportioned cornice illustrate the restraint and refinement in the work of even the average builders the door itself opens into a small hallway restored with fresh white paint to all its original beauty on this left side of the house the partition between the old dining room and parlor has been removed to make one large living room after the cornices and the wainscoting were restored the woodwork including the encased beams in the ceiling was painted white the condition of the old floor made it necessary to lay a new one of hardwood this room admirably reflects the old colonial spirit in its fireplace and cupboards the paneling above the mantel shelf presents an interesting variation in the framing of fireplaces the original wainscot with its molded cap divides the wall surface in an agreeable proportion, and the rather heavy cornice moldings at the ceiling line relieve the emphasis of the great beams. The old hardware is used on doors and windows, the thumb-latches are finished in the natural black, and the H&L hinges painted white to correspond with the woodwork. The upper part of the walls is covered with a rose-colored paper reproducing a conventional Georgian medallion design in silvery gray. This rose color has been carried out in all the furnishings of this room. The upholstery of chairs and sofas is in a deeper shade. The overcurtains are somewhat paler, and in the oriental rugs, rose blends with soft browns and blues. Old-fashioned Venetian blinds or slat curtains shade the windows in the living room and throughout the house. On the opposite side of the entrance hall is the reception room. The same treatment has been accorded here as in the living room, and the furnishings are especially harmonious and well arranged the long low lines of an adam sofa a slender-legged desk and chairs and table each one a noteworthy masterpiece of cabinet-making are admirably chosen to add apparent height to the low stud but the monotony of too much light and low furniture is broken by a tall grandfather clock placed in the corner the pictures on the walls old prints simply framed in mahogany are hung with a similar thought to increase the apparent height of the room and their arrangement is well worth studying the fireplace on the opposite side of the chimney from that in the living room is equally interesting the wall above the white wainscot is papered in a golden yellow of conventional flowers and the upholstery and draperies are of a golden striped and figured adam damask that brings out the rich color of the satin wood and mahogany furniture in the rear on the same side of the house is the dining room the old woodwork here was insignificant and it has been replaced with modern panelled wainscot covering two-thirds of the wall surface one could wish that the proportions of the original woodwork had been a little more closely followed and the atmosphere of the other rooms carried more definitely into this the old fireplace has been retained across the corner of the room with its flue in the central chimney but its frame is a modern conception the chimney cupboard in the side has been turned into a china closet with a new door of mullioned glass displaying interesting old pewter and plates the upper third of the wall above the wainscot is covered with a reproduction of an old-time scenic paper in greens and greys and the window hangings are of corresponding colors in damask. The seats of the hepplewhite chairs carry the same tones in tapestry. The apparent size of the dining room has been cleverly increased by carrying the decorative motives into the passageway which connects it with the service quarters in the right wing. The same paneling of the wainscot and the same paper above, seen through the double doorway, give the impression that this is all part of the one room, and the placing of a buffet in front of the opening enhances the effect. On the other side of the dining room, a small hall, panelled with white enameled woodwork to the ceiling, leads into the living room french doors of glass open from here onto the wide veranda which has been added across the back of the house overlooking the green meadows and shady vales that stretch away on all sides from this veranda or from the living room one can enter the brick wing at the left of the house this originally contained the kitchen with bedrooms above, but in altering it, the entire wing was thrown into one room opened to the roof. With the great old beams and rafters showing, and all the woodwork stained dark, this apartment lends itself admirably to the character of a den or smoking-room. At the end, the old kitchen chimney has been utilized for a fireplace. And old panelling inserted above the high mantle seats have been built under the windows flanking the chimney and with their soft cushions and pillows add materially to the comfort of the room the windows in this wing are unusually large an indication of the later date of its construction and in order to carry the same proportions in their divisions as in the older part of the house, twenty four panes of glass were used in each. A rich green and brown landscape paper covers the upper two thirds of the walls above the wainscot molding. The upholstery and cushions on davenport, armchairs, and window seats of brown leather stamp this apartment indelibly as a man's room and the decorations of old flintlocks in one corner add to the effect the service quarters of the house in the wings at the right have been made especially complete in the middle section are butler's pantry kitchen laundry and refrigerator with two bedrooms on the second floor and in the narrower part is a servant's hall and three bedrooms which are open to the roof on the upper floor of the main part of the house the four bedrooms have been kept much as in the past those in the rear have been made to open out through double doors onto the second story of the veranda which can be used as a sleeping porch the old white woodwork and the original fireplaces add their ineffable charm the floors were in poor condition and are covered with matting as a background for the rag rugs some very interesting old pieces of furniture add to the atmosphere of these chambers the registers of the hot air heating system which has been installed, are unusually well selected for an old colonial house. Instead of the customary meaningless scroll and meander pattern in the grills, a simple square lattice has been used, which preserves the spirit of other days admirably. End of chapter 5